Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, or SSRIs, found under the psychiatry section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with the clinical snapshot. A 64-year-old female was brought to her primary care physician by her daughter due to poor appetite. When eliciting a history, you learn that the patient no longer finds joy in her hobbies, she has feelings of worthlessness, is unable to sleep, and has issues concentrating. In addition to psychotherapy, the patient is prescribed sertraline. Let's continue with an introduction to selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. SSRIs are commonly considered first-line treatment for depression, and this is likely through increasing serotonergic activity, but it usually takes three to eight weeks for therapeutic effects to occur. In terms of the specific drugs, these include citalopram, escitalopram, fluoxetine, fluvoxamine, paroxetine, and sertraline, among others. Their mechanism is likely through decreasing serotonin reuptake pump in the presynaptic neurons. This in turn increases the synaptic serotonin availability and serotonin receptor occupancy in the postsynaptic neurons. Also remember that serotonin reuptake receptor selectivity leads to relatively benign side effects. Some drugs also cause inhibition of the cytochrome P450 system. So citalopram and escitalopram are the SSRI of choice if you're concerned about drug-to-drug interactions. In terms of their clinical use, they are used for major depressive disorder as first-line treatment, as well as obsessive-compulsive disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, panic disorder, generalized anxiety disorder, bulimia nervosa, binge eating disorder, social phobias, and hoarding disorder. In terms of their toxicity, this is much milder than other depression therapies. However, their side effects do include weight gain. Remember that fluoxetine has the lowest risk. They can cause QTC prolongation, anxiety, agitation, and insomnia, GI distress, sexual dysfunction such as anorgasmia. Remember that one can use alternative antidepressants such as bupropion and mirtazapine. They may cause an acute increased risk of suicidal behavior, and this actually has an FDA black box warning. This is due to the quote-unquote energizing phenomenon where patients have increased energy to act on suicidal ideation prior to improvements of mood symptoms. This is most common in the pediatric population. Other side effects include serotonin syndrome. This presents as anxiety, restlessness, disorientation, autonomic manifestations such as diaphoresis, hyperthermia, hypertension, and neuromuscular hyperactivity such as myoclonus, hyperreflexia, muscle rigidity, and tremor. And other side effects include SSRI discontinuation syndrome. This occurs with abrupt discontinuation of the medication. Remember that fluoxidine is the least likely to cause symptoms after abrupt discontinuation. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to SSRIs, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 25-year-old female is brought to the physician by her mother who is concerned about her recent behaviors. The mother states that her daughter has been collecting quote-unquote useless items in her apartment over the last year. When she tried to persuade her daughter to throw away several years' worth of old newspapers, her daughter had an angry outburst and refused to speak to her for two weeks. The patient reluctantly admits that she keeps most things just in case they become useful later on. She also states she has felt less interested in seeing friends because she does not want them to come over to her apartment. She has also not been sleeping well, as her bed has become an additional storage space and she must sleep on her futon instead. The patient states that she is sometimes bothered by the messiness of her apartment, but otherwise doesn't think anything is wrong with her behavior. Physical exam is unremarkable. Which of the following is the best next step in management? And the answer choices are 
Choice 1. Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. Choice 2. Admission to a Psychiatric Facility. Choice 3. High-dose SSRI for Hoarding Disorder. Choice 4. Tricyclic Antidepressant for Hoarding Disorder. Or Choice 5. Intervention by the Patient's Mother to Declutter the Home. The best answer to this question is, choice 3, high-dose SSRI for hoarding disorder. This patient has been collecting items in her home to the extent that it is interfering with her social function and she is no longer able to fully utilize her space, suggesting a diagnosis of hoarding disorder. High-dose SSRIs used with cognitive behavioral therapy is the best next step in management. Hoarding disorder is a distinct entity from obsessive-compulsive disorder and involves difficulty discarding possessions, even those that may not have great value. One of the biggest differentiating factors is that hoarding disorder is egocentonic, whereas OCD is egodystonic. Hoarding disorder results in excessive cluttering of the living space and impairs social and occupational functioning. Cognitive behavioral therapy is a mainstay of treatment, and SSRIs may also be used in conjunction to control symptoms. Paroxetine, in particular, has an FDA indication for treatment of hoarding disorder. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Cognitive behavioral therapy is effective for both hoarding disorder and OCD, but this patient's presentation is more consistent with hoarding disorder. While the two entities are sometimes similar, they are separate diagnoses. Choice 2. Admission to a psychiatric facility is not warranted at this time. The patient does endorse hopelessness and possibly passive suicidal ideation, but she does not have a specific plan for harming herself or others. Choice 4. Tricyclic antidepressants are not indicated for hoarding disorder, despite their use in OCD. Clomipramine, in particular, is frequently used for OCD in conjunction with cognitive behavioral therapy or exposure therapy. Choice 5. Intervention by the patient's mother to declutter the home is an inappropriate method of forcing the patient to discard her possessions. However, after some time in therapy and on medication, the patient may be receptive to having a professional, such as the therapist or psychiatrist, make a home visit to facilitate decluttering. Finally, a bullet summary. Hoarding disorder involves difficulty discarding of items to the extent that the patient experiences functional impairment, and treatment includes cognitive behavioral therapy with an SSRI. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 23-year-old woman presents to her psychiatrist concerned about her mood. She has felt tired and unwilling to engage in any activities lately. She states that her limbs feel heavy all the time and that completing any activity takes tremendous effort. She no longer finds happiness in activities that she previously enjoyed. She also states that she really struggles to sleep and at times can't sleep for several days. The patient is started on an appropriate first-line therapy and sent home. She returns one week later stating that her symptoms have not improved. She is requesting help as her performance at work and school is suffering. Which of the following is the best next step in management? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Add lithium to treatment regimen. Choice 2. Change treatment to duloxetine. Choice 3. Change treatment to lithium. Choice 4. Continue current therapy. Or choice 5, electroconvulsive therapy. The best answer to this question is, choice 4, continue current therapy. This patient is presenting with depression and should be treated with a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor for at least 4 weeks. Depression presents with the SIGI-CAP symptoms. These include sleeplessness, interest loss, guilt, energy decreased, concentration abnormalities, appetite changes, psychomotor retardation, and suicidal ideation. The best initial step in management is to treat the patient with an SSRI for at least four weeks since SSRIs take several weeks to reach their potential. 
If the treatment has failed after four weeks of use, altering the patient's medications could be appropriate. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Add lithium to treatment regimen could be appropriate treatment if the patient had failed to respond to therapy after four weeks of using the drug. Lithium is an augmenting agent that could potentiate the effect of an SSRI. Choice 2. Change treatment to duloxetine could be inappropriate as this patient has not taken the first-line SSRI for at least four weeks. Choice 3. Change treatment to lithium would be appropriate if this patient's diagnosis was, in fact, bipolar disorder, which would present with episodes of depression and mania. Altered sleep does not indicate mania. Choice 5. Electroconvulsive therapy is the most effective treatment for depression. However, it is typically a last-line treatment. Finally, a bullet summary. SSRIs are the best first-line agent for depression and should be tried for at least four weeks before changing therapy. That's all for this review about selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, or SSRIs. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here, on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.